This Student Ministry 127 podcast is a sermon preached by Dr. John Getch at the 2012 West Coast Baptist Youth Conference. Dr. Getch serves as the Executive Vice President of West Coast Baptist College and is an evangelist preaching in churches around the country. For more sermon resources, please visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. Esau sold the blessing of God for a bowl of soup. He sold out. He traded everything that God had intended for his life for a bowl of stew. Years ago, I was preaching a revival meeting and a lady came up to me that I recognized immediately. I'd met her probably 15 years before in a church where I'd preached and she came up to me, they had moved to this location now, and she came up and she said, Brother Getch, you probably don't remember me. I said, oh yes, yes, I remember you. She said, you remember me? I said, absolutely. Uh, I, I named the town that she had lived in previously, 15 years or so before, and she said, I can't believe that you remember that. I said, oh yeah, we ate at your house. She said, you remember eating at our house? I said, oh yeah. We had your famous chili. She said, I, you have an incredible mind. She said, all the people you've seen, I can't believe that you would remember that, that you came to our house and, 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 and we had chili. I said, oh, yes, I remember that. She went away shaking her head. The reason I remembered it is I got deathly ill from that chili. <laughs> I couldn't forget that bowl of soup for the rest of my life if I had a gun to my head. I'm wondering tonight, what's in your bowl? What are you trading tonight for the blessing of God? What's in your bowl? What are you going to substitute for God's blessing? I wonder if down the road, what you place in your bowl as a teenager might not cause spiritual illness or maybe even death. I wonder if like Esau, you'll look back upon your teenage years with regret, wishing that somehow you could change something, wishing that somehow you could press a rewind button of your life and go back to those teenage years and choose a different bowl. Which bowl will you choose tonight? There's no question in my mind that God has brought each of us to this conference to make some decisions. We're not here by accident. We're here by divine purpose. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. But you must choose a bowl. Jesus chose the bowl of sin. You say, what? Let me explain. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 39, he went a little farther. He's in the garden of Gethsemane now, just about to be crucified. And the Bible says he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. 
Jesus knew exactly what was in that cup. He knew exactly what was in that bowl he was about to drink that night, that next day. In that bowl was the sin of the entire human race. Every lie that's ever been told was in that bowl. Every act of thievery, every wicked thought, every immoral act, every lewd joke, every bitterness, every jealousy, every ounce of pride was in that bowl. Every murder, every incestuous relationship, every rape, every brutality, it was all in that cup. Jesus Christ seized it. He took that bowl. He knew what it would require to drink that bowl of sin. It would require him to be beaten, to be scourged, to be mocked, to be spit upon, to be crowned with thorns, to have nails driven through his hands and his feet. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, I cried unto thee in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou art, they, they were delivered. They cried, and thou didst deliver them, but I am a worm and no man. A reproach of men, despised of the people. All they that pass by shoot out the lip. They mock, saying, he trusted in God. Let him deliver him if he'll have him. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a raven and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It melteth in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue cleaveth to my jaws, for thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Many dogs have enclosed me. The assembly of the wicked have encircled me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, they stare and look upon me. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. He knew exactly, young people, what was in that bowl, and he seized it. And he drank it dry. I gave my back to the smiter. My cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. When that crowd came to arrest him in that garden, and Peter pulled that sword from his sheath and cut off the servant Malchus's ear with that sword, Jesus stopped him, saying, Put thy sword into the sheath, the cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Jesus chose the bowl of sin. And because he did, young people, God offers us the bowl of salvation. In Psalm 116 and verse 12, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take 
the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. God offers us tonight the bowl of salvation. You see, young people, the only solution for our sin problem is the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's why he could boldly proclaim, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. See, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. I even I am the Lord beside me. There is no Savior. And teenagers, one day... You will either drink the wrath of God or you will enjoy the cup of salvation for all of eternity. Those who reject Jesus Christ, those who never trust him as Savior, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. You and I have a choice to to seize that bowl of God's wrath. Or we can believe the promise of Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Tonight you can accept the free gift of eternal life from Jesus Christ who said, I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The Father that gave them me is greater than all, and no man's able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. He said, I'm the bread of life, and he that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth in me shall never thirst. All that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and he that cometh to me I'll in no wise cast out. Oh, young person, listen tonight. If you're not saved. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Grab the bowl of salvation tonight. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. But while Jesus chose the bowl of sin and God offers tonight the bowl of salvation, we saw Esau choosing the bowl of soup. Soup. Selling out all that God had for him. For what Genesis 25 calls pottage. Lentils. A mixture of ingredients. Stew. A little of everything. Perhaps what your mom would do after Thanksgiving or Christmas and all the leftovers, let's just put them all into some stew. So many teenagers today are grabbing a bowl of soup. Just a little of everything. No real purpose. No real plan. No steadfastness, no commitment. Just whatever the fad is. Whatever the latest fashion. 
whatever everybody else is doing. Just a little of this and a little of that. Popularity, money, a job. There's so much potential in this room tonight. There's so much potential in this room, at this conference tonight. A couple of thousand teenagers. But I'm afraid, like the firstborn of Jacob, as Jacob dies, he calls his sons and he says, Reuben, his firstborn, thou art my firstborn, my might. The beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. You know, I believe as God looks at this room tonight, that's what he sees. He sees teenagers, many of whom have been saved, many of whom he's placed in a wonderful local church, many that he's placed under godly leadership. And he's saying, You're my strength, you're my might, you're my firstborn. You're the ones I want to reach the world with. You're the generation that's going to change uh, the status quo and, and bring about revival. You're my firstborn. But I'm afraid like many before you, you will be just like Reuben. Who Jacob says, you're unstable as water. Thou shalt not excel. A bowl of soup. A mixture of a little of this and a little of that. and Try this for a while. If everybody else serves God, I'll serve God. But if nobody wants to serve God, I'm not either. A little of here and there and up and down. You know, tomorrow at Six Flags, some of you can look at some of those roller coasters and it's a perfect picture of your life. You're up during revival, you're down the next week. You're involved in the church one week and out of church the next week. You're right side up for a while, you're upside down the next. And one day you're going to want to serve God, but the next day it's all about you and your friends and your career and the money you can make. Or maybe this college, or maybe that job, or maybe that truck, or maybe that girl, or maybe that place, or maybe leave home, or I don't know, just whatever. A bowl of soup. Selling out the will of God, selling out the plan of God, selling out God's excellency, God's strength, God's might, God's potential for a bowl of soup. Second Kings 17.33, they feared the Lord greatly and served their own gods. You wouldn't be here tonight if you weren't connected in some way to God. Somehow through a church, somehow through a parent, somehow through somebody, you got here tonight. We fear the Lord, but we serve our own gods. And we have a generation after generation after generation after generation that never sees revival, that never makes a difference in the world, that never does anything for the cause of Christ because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 
No man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Young people, you can't live your life for a bowl of soup. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. It's time for teenagers at this conference to say, this one thing I do, I'm going to serve Jesus Christ. And I call you tonight to the bowl of surrender. I challenge you to pick up the bowl this week. I challenge you to pick up that bowl of surrender. As the Apostle Paul said, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. You see, young people, you can't have it both ways. Esau wanted it both ways. He wanted to live his life while he was young for himself. He wanted his appetites to be fulfilled, his flesh to be fulfilled. That's all he cared about. The blessing of God, come on, give me a break. I just want to have fun. Come on, I just want to have some friends. Come on, I just want to be happy. The blessing of God. But years later, when he wanted so desperately something of God, that bowl was empty. He had already drank the bowl of his flesh, the bowl of the world, the bowl of sin, and now it was too late. He had made his choice. Now I know what you're thinking because it's what I thought. I went to conferences like this. I went to camp. I went to youth meetings. I heard preaching. And just like you will be this week by preacher after preacher after preacher who comes, you will be challenged to serve God. You'll be challenged to turn your back on your flesh, on the world, on sin, and sell out to Jesus Christ. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking like I was thinking. You're thinking... If I pick up this bowl of surrender and I drink this bowl and serve Jesus Christ in my life, I'm going to be miserable. I just want to be happy. I just want to have fun. I, I, I want to have some things. I don't want to be miserable. I want to be happy. And you think the choice is between serving God, which is going to be miserable, or serving the flesh and the world and sin and be happy. I used to hear preachers challenge me about giving my life to God, and I think, I know that's right. I know that's the right thing to do. I mean, it's, it's the Bible. But if I serve God... He'll probably call me to be a missionary. And he'll probably send me to, like, Africa. And I'll, I'll have to live in this little mud hut. Snakes will be crawling over me at night when I sleep. I'll be eating boiled baboon for breakfast. And my neighbors will be these little short people that boil things in pots, particularly Caucasian missionaries. I mean, that, that, that was sort of my impression if I... If I surrendered, and I thought, I know that's the right thing to do, but 
I want to be happy. I want to have a car. I want to, I, I want to have fun. I, I want to have my friends. I, I want to stay in America. I, I want to be happy. And if I serve God, I'm going to be miserable. And this looks awfully good over here. This choice of serving myself, this choice of serving maybe a little sin and, and getting involved in the world and having some things. Boy, that, that sounds awfully good, God. Young people, can I tell you something? The choice tonight is not between misery and pleasure. The choice is between pleasure and pleasure. Now what you have to decide is this. How long do you want the pleasure to last? Because there is pleasure in sin. Hey, there's teenagers doing stuff that are a whole lot different than we're doing tonight. And if you went and asked them at the party, they're having fun. Many of them would say, it was a blast. It was awesome. They're having fun. There's pleasure in sin for a season. We understand seasons. Football season's over. It's baseball now. It's baseball season. November, that'll be over, and then we'll be back to football. There are seasons. We have spring. We have summer. We have fall. We have winter. We understand seasons. And God says there's pleasure in sin, but it's for a season. It has a termination point. It comes to an end. The party is fun tonight, but tomorrow I can't remember what I did. I, I hope I don't have a disease. I hope I'm not pregnant. I, I hope I, there's a season. But God says in Psalm 1611, at my right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So I ask you tonight, what will you choose? The choice is between pleasure and pleasure. The difference is, we can pick up that bowl of the world and the flesh and the devil. We can drink it dry, but it will end. And it will end much like Esau's life ended with bitter tears. Or we can take the bowl of surrender tonight and embrace it. And God says, we have pleasures forevermore. I was preaching a revival in Indiana. The crowd began to come in and be seated. It's a good crowd. And I chose a seat over on the side, row of pews and down front. The pastor, the song leader, came out and led the congregation in a song of good, lively singing, had a prayer, and proceeded into the service. And the pastor did something he had not done previously in the services. This was four or five days into the week. 
He said, let's take a moment for some testimonies. Who has a testimony? And a man sitting right over here on this side, down front, stood up. And he turned slightly to face the crowd. He said, uh, very humbly, most of you know me. He said, I've been coming here for a while. He said, most of you have heard my testimony. He said, most of you are aware of my past. You've heard about my addictions, my divorce, my wayward children. He said, I'm not proud of any of that. But he said, there's something you don't know. And he pointed to me. And he said, when I was in seventh grade, I went to camp. And I heard that man preach. And I heard him preach about salvation. And then later in the week, he preached about separation. And then later about surrender. And then about serving God with my life. He said, I laughed it off. I said, what would an old guy like that know? I don't need that. I've got my life figured out. He said, I sat that week at camp. And I heard the truth. But I said, no. And he looked at that crowd with tears running down his eyes and he said, I would give anything in this world if I could go back to camp as a seventh grade boy and hear those messages again and make a different decision. Is that going to be you? One day in some revival meeting after your life is ruined... Your home is wrecked. Your potential to make a difference for God in this world gone because you drank out of the bowl of the flesh and of the world and the devil and now you'll want to go back as Esau. Bless me. Bless me, oh my father. But the bowl of God's blessing. But I encourage you to not stand one day and say, I heard Brother Sam's at a youth conference. I heard Brother Skelly. I heard Pastor Chapel. I heard Larry Chapel. I heard Brother Schmidt. And they preached to me. And I remember the messages. But I said no. And now I'd give anything to go back and start over. Pleasure or pleasure how long do you want it to last let me challenge you pick up the bowl of surrender thank you for listening to this student ministry 127 podcast 
For more sermon resources, visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. And for information about West Coast Baptist College, visit wcbc.edu.